Hey, we're going to talk about maps in the Old Soul, New Soul Astrology podcast today. Thomas Miller along with Robert Glasscock. Glad you are here. Astrocartography, that's where you take the chart, basically, the planetary alignments, and lay it over a geographic map. Well, the gentleman who brought us that, Jim Lewis, was Robert's good friend back in the day, and Robert saw all of this being developed firsthand. So keep that in the background as you listen to this. Hi, Robert. Hi, Thomas. Thank you guys so much for everything you do. I love it. It's the best. Um, all right. My name is Shamaya. Um, I am going to be moving to the Philippines from the United States. And I looked at my relocation chart. And my question is, like, what that chart really means for me? Like, is that my new natal chart? Should I re- like look at it and interpret that as how, you know, my life is going to be going as soon as I move there? Or like, what does a relocation chart really mean for me? I have Jupiter in my first house now. It used to be in my 10th house. So things are going to change. I understand that. But I would love to have a little bit better understanding of like what it really means for me. Thanks so much, guys. I'm really excited. <laughs> That is such a great question, Shemaya. Thank you. And you know, a lot of astrologers, I think, are confused between astrocartography and a relocation chart. Um, Yes, I did know Jim Lewis. Uh, He and I were both in a men's transactional analysis group back in the late 70s together and uh, had to introduce ourselves around the, the group, you know. And uh, he went to Vanderbilt. I went to Vanderbilt. He's from New York. I'm from Arkansas. He was an astrologer, used to work for American Astrology Magazine at the time I was working. So we, for American Astrology, we just instantly hit it off. And for about a year, he would come to my place on Wednesdays, and I would show him what I knew. And I would go to his place the next Wednesday. He'd show me what he knew. And meanwhile, he was putting together astrocartography, which for the first time, in history, uh, astrologers were able to look at where, anywhere on the globe, where a person's natal planets were angular or aspecting angles. Before that, you had to set up a chart, a separate chart for each place they were considering living, and it was a completely different process. So a, re- a relocation chart is is pretty simple. If you're going to move to the Philippines, for example, that chart doesn't take over from your natal chart, but it absolutely, the longer you are in the Philippines, this is true, that secondary, that relocated chart will become more and more evident in your life. What it does do, as you said, for example, it shifted your Jupiter in your natal chart from the 10th house into the first house. And that that is a difference. It still is Jupiter. But in the Philippines, Jupiter will come to you more through your own contacts, personal and direct efforts. It's in your first house, which says you're already adventuresome enough, Jupiterian, Sagittarian, to relocate to the Philippines. That's a wonderful new adventure. So while you're there, that secondary relocated chart says you be 
your own Jupiter. Jupiter's in your first house. So whatever sign it's in, whatever aspects it makes in your natal chart, that Jupiter will become prominent in your life in a very direct way in the Philippines that it might not have been in your birth locality or, or wherever you're living now. So it's a wonderful place to relocate. It's interesting, instinctively, Shemaya, same thing with me. I knew nothing about astrology when, for the first time in my life, I saw Los Angeles at uh, 12 and 13. We went to, and I announced to my family and in that year, I'm going to live here. And I had seen New York and so on. So it's something about a, a region or a, a nation or a city that really does resonate, I think, with people. And I just intuitively resonated to my Jupiter, Uranus, Venus lines. Those are what I have prominent in Los Angeles, which I did not. They were not that prominent where I was born. So it really does make a difference. Let's talk about how to construct the uh, relocation chart. It seems simple, but I just want to make sure everybody's on the same page. It's very simple. If you have a program, you already have your natal chart in there with your, your name, your date of birth, the time of birth, and your place of birth. Just go in, change the data, and change the place of birth to, in my case, Los Angeles. In Shemaya's case, it would be the Philippines. And then save that chart as a new chart. You don't want to overwrite your birth chart. And what I do is rename my chart, Robert Glasscock, parentheses, Los Angeles, or oh. parentheses, the Philippines. What were some Go of ahead. the other differences that you noticed from, In my the, chart? Yeah, from the Los Angeles chart versus Not the Little much, Rock or Thomas the Pine Bluff very, chart? This is very interesting. For example, I have I was born in Shreveport, Louisiana. Whoops. With, with, <laughs> uh, with uh, 10 degrees, 20 minutes Capricorn rising. In Los Angeles, I have four degrees Capricorn rising. So there's only a six degree difference. The main reason being that Shreveport and Los Angeles are not that far apart in latitude, you see. Now, if I had relocated to New York or Australia, it would be quite different. But so, in my, but what it did do in my chart, and this I found very interesting, it made my relocated midheaven exactly conjoin my natal Venus in my tenth house in Scorpio. Uh, but I mean exactly. So this is what I mean by the relocation chart. We'll show you a different em emphasis. Not only that, but that chart. Um, happens to so much of that chart falls on so many important uh, aspects and midpoints to my natal planet so that's what you do it's not going to change your life necessarily but uh, but it, it certainly can because over time now i was in los angeles for 30 years so i absolutely was living out that relocated chart but in fact it's not that much different from my natal chart it just the emphasis is a lot more exact i could never have had the life that i have thomas if i had not moved to los angeles simply could not have done it let's talk about the so somebody is looking at relocating you had the experience of being in a physical geographic place and you knew that you wanted to live there one day you were too young to affect it but boy one day i'll be here and you were what about somebody who's just itchy and restless like uh, me? <laughs> you know, like I, I get itchy and restless. Okay, so let's say somebody wants to relocate to another geographic area, but they're not sure where. They don't have that, I want to go here. 
So then they can use astrocartography with a relocation chart. Would you kind of walk through that process of how you might look, put your natal chart up with your original birthplace, look at the astrocartography, pick some of those areas like maybe the Jupiter line, if it is in the geographic, my Jupiter line's out in the middle of the ocean, so I'm not going to go out there. <laughs> but <laughs> but the Venus line, as we've seen, runs right through Tampa and right up here to Asheville, North Carolina. So not a bad deal, right? And, right. you know, things are working out well up here. They probably would work out well in Tampa or along that axis if I were to just stay with it. So can you just kind of walk us through what might be some hot spots? And, you know, even we could we're talking about relocating. But what about even visiting like people want to plan a trip? Do you want to go to Europe or do you want to go to Australia? All of that is valid. I just read for somebody yesterday, and one of her primary questions was exactly that. She wanted to look at her astrocartography. Now it's great because you can absolutely call up a world map in one slide on your PowerPoint. I share the screen with clients. So we're looking at the world map, which shows all of her planetary lines. And you're absolutely right. You, you have no control over where these lines fall. This is when you were born. And I, I'm the same way. If I could live in the middle of the Pacific, I'd do it. But uh, that's where some great lines. So you're not necessarily going to get the lines where you want them, but you can look at a map of the world if you are willing to consider moving anywhere, or you can look at just the United States or just Australia or just Europe and so on. Uh, and you, you can really uh, narrow these things. Now, the, the actual planetary lines to be effective really need to be within a hundred miles east or west or north or south uh, preferably even less 50 or 60 would be great uh, but nonetheless you can use it when you visit places i was fortunate enough when i was a kid my dad liked to take vacations every year so we would take two weeks and go places as a family so i had seen washington dc for a couple of days the first time when i was five second time when i was 13 same with new york city chicago so i san francisco uh and i remember distinctly feeling i i did not like san francisco when i first saw it don't know why i liked chinatown because that was exotic but there was something odd about San, and, and later I lived in San Francisco for a year, and I didn't like living there either. It's a, a beautiful city in a lot of ways, but it was not for me, and boy, did I feel it. L.A., quite the opposite. So you can, even when you're trapped, Jim Lewis, who's the, the founder of astrocartography, uh, loved Australia. He wound up going down there at one point before astrocartography, in Perth, he was hit by a vehicle and wound up laid up in Perth for several months while two women in Perth nursed him back to health. Well, it turned out his Pluto line was right on Perth, and it was part of the reason why I think he was so incredibly obsessed with developing astrocartography. Uh, and, and even when he was working on astrocartography, he had me read his, his the pamphlet, that the interpretive pamphlet that came with it. And even with my chart 
And this is before he had really released astrophotography. He had me losing weight in San Francisco. It was that specific. And sure enough, the year that I lived there, I did. I wasn't trying to. And I was never overweight. But I did, in fact, slim down like five, ten pounds. But it was that specific. And I thought, isn't this interesting that a geographical choice of where you reside can have this kind of effect on your life? And wouldn't it be nice to know about that ahead of time? So you know what to look for. Who's is, is, who's is this? Oh, this is me. This would be you. <laughs> this I, I just me. pulled up Robert's chart. Uh, so the map, which I will put in the show notes. So if you guys want to see his map of the United States. Now, I didn't do the world, but I did do the U.S. That's, that's fine. And you could see that he would have to, if he wanted to be on his Jupiter line, he would have the choice of somewhere up, way up on the British Columbia coastline somewhere. Or maybe we could meet in Hawaii. I don't know, but if you'll notice, though, you can see. I don't know if you can see on this thing. My Saturn line runs right through Arkansas, which is where I live. It runs right through Shreveport, which is where I was born. I was born under a Saturn line, and it's interesting to me that at twenty, I knew at thirteen, I wanted to get out of here, meaning I wanted to get away from the Saturn line. I wanted to go to L.A. at thirteen. Announced to the family, took me seven years, but I got there. Went there at twenty. And stayed there until I was 50 and absolutely loved it. To me, it was really heaven on earth. Then, interestingly enough, at 50, and really for very valid reasons, I came back to Arkansas, even though I swore I never would. And lo and behold, it turns out to be the perfect place for this stage of my life. Little Rock, it really does. So, but I'm back under my Saturn line. Only look, I'm older, I'm wiser, I'm very much Saturnian at this point. Saturn doesn't phase me. I love it. What's your rising sign? You got it, Capricorn. <laughs> Ruled by. <laughs> you got it, Saturn. <laughs> well, you know, okay. It took a while for me to learn this, didn't it? All right, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. If we're going to have that conversation, then let's do this because we're talking about these lines where we lived. I did exactly the same thing, except I don't have the part two of that that you just described. But let me just throw mine up here real quick. So here's mine. <laughs> yes. Ah, you said. Okay, so I'll put mine in the show notes as well. And I was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you can. And I lived most of my adult life, my career years, in Dallas, Texas. And you can see exactly. That's that Pluto. Boom. And those of you who know my story, particularly as outlined on the Subconscious Mind Mastery podcast, know that uh, I went through a lot of death and rebirth. In my adult years. That is very true. You've completely, it's like a 180 in, a, in with your life, I think, you know, from how you were born and raised. Yeah. And then to see beyond that and uh, and not reject it, just incorporate it and, and grow from it. And this, I mean, to transform your life, that old transformation cliche about Pluto and, and Scorpio, but it's really true. You've done that. Okay, so and then you see the Venus line there where it just catches the swath tip of Western North Carolina. And of course, that's where I am. So, and definitely within that bandwidth of what you talked about, 100 miles, 50 miles, I'm, I'm yeah. in it. I'm on it. So I'm on it. Okay, so let's, let's just, we can use this as any old chart. If somebody was wanting to plan a trip, 
Where would you advise them to to look? Let's say they've got a couple of weeks here in the summer of uh, 2023 in the Northern Hemisphere, not (laughs) disacknowledging you guys down and below the equator, but let's say that somebody had a little trip planned for a couple, three weeks, little family thing. They wanted to really make a good trip out of it, and this was their natal chart. What would you say? Well, you'd want to look for the Jupiter and Venus lines, and probably if you can throw Uranus into the mix, it'd be great. Because I started to say, it depends on what the trip is for. If it's a pleasure trip and a vacation kind of trip, you want to go somewhere you're going to be happy and have a lot of fun. And that's Jupiter, Venus, Uranus, and and Mercury can be thrown in there too. So you can find a lot of places. On the other hand, if you're thinking about relocating, and part of the reason you're taking this trip is to feel the waters in some town or location you're thinking you might possibly move – then Jupiter can certainly play a role in that, but also Saturn can play a role in that. Most people wouldn't think so, but if you're thinking about a place to live and work and relocate to do all those things, you want to see if Saturn is maybe configured in that location because it will help you. If you want to work and and if you're ambitious, Saturn will help you. It's the people who are not ambitious. And there are plenty of people who aren't, and that's fine. There are a lot of people who really don't want to put up with the stress and uh, everything else that goes along with, quote, unquote, becoming successful. It's not easy. And they're fine. But if you're ambitious that way and and work is your real concern about where you're thinking about taking this little trip, absolutely don't neglect your Saturn line. And see what else is going on with it. Because you, for example, have Saturn and Venus crossing and so if you lived between florida and cuba you would be incredibly successful you have to be on a boat <laughs> it might happen <laughs> but, all right so let me ask let me ask <laughs> let me ask you well see what i'm seeing here is okay family here's our trip here's what we're going to do comes this authoritarian parental advice uh, he says we're going to go to yosemite first then we're going to go to salt lake city and then we're going to go to the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. So we're going to hit boom, boom, boom. There you go. There's your Jupiter and Uranus and Venus lines covered. National Park Tour 2023. That would be it, right? Well, you've got a lot of lines you could work with. A family tour like that. Look at where your Venus line is. It runs all the way from Cuba up through the panhandle of Florida up into, you know. It'd be a good trip. South, up in Great yes, Lakes. Yeah. But that whole line, anywhere along that line, you guys would have a great time anywhere, anytime in your life. If you go out to um, your Uranus line, Uranus especially, is going through the, the west, but look at where it's going through. Sedona. It's going through, through Arizona <laughs> and New Mexico and, and up into Idaho and on up into that part of the country. Oh, yeah. Getting into the Grand Tetons and, Miami, and Wyoming and so on. So those are great lines, too. The, and yeah. then you've got that Jupiter line that comes all along the Alaskan coast. Not the Alaskan, but up there, the Canadian, you know, north... Uh, British Columbia, so that whole coastline. And then through, it comes in in Oregon and goes down through really central California. I mean, the middle of California as opposed to the coast, which is interesting. And then Baja. And then into Baja. Baja. I saw that because I used to love to go to Baja. Okay, let me put your chart up here. I have one other question. My son is, of course, screwed up because it's in that Marcentune thing, and it is way out there in the Pacific. But your chart, let's go back to yours again. So call up Robert's uh, map again. And Robert has a nice, clean sun. There's sun and Mars and the things that I couldn't 
uh, and even Neptune that we didn't bring into this. Talk about that related to if somebody mm-hmm. wanted to be on their sun, which your sun okay. goes right through my Uranus right there in Salt Lake City. So, yeah. Uh, that sun also goes through Tucson, Arizona. And even though I never lived in Tucson, Arizona for 10 years, I wrote American Astrology Magazine's monthly and annual digest sun sign columns, and they were in Tucson, Arizona, which is where Joanne Clancy lived and her her husband Paul Clancy had founded American Astrology back in the late 20s I think or 30s so even though I never lived there it's my sunline and you were shining out I was shining out as they say yeah nationally (laughs) nationally known by anybody who read American Astrology magazine but yeah that's how it works how about Mars the Mars line so if you went to Wichita Falls Texas or uh, what would that be somewhere (laughs) along (laughs) I'm a Libra hey you guys in Wichita Falls I've been through there many times no 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 no. I'm a Libra I'm not on but if you went through that you know the Badlands up there in North Dakota how would that mars play out for you well if you look at where where it is the closest i i'm trying to think really i have not spent a lot of time along that mars line and in fact i'm just trying to think if i've spent much of any time on it well let's 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 throw a scenario down okay let's let's paint a picture that doesn't exist it's the 1930s and you want to get Uh, into the oil business would that would that mars line help you well, it does. I mean, you've got to go where the oil is. It doesn't matter about astrophotography. Which is now, western if, Oklahoma and the okay, Texas Panhandle. If, if, your Mars, <laughs> if your Mars line falls in the, in the region where there is oil, you bet it no, absolutely be a benefit. And you would go right down to where it intersects that Saturn line in Texas. Oh, wow. Drill here. And, yes. And you would go, well, no, you would go there. Now you have to be prepared, but you know this going in. You wouldn't be thinking about getting an oil rig job if you weren't physically capable of doing it. So it's definitely going to be hard work. Those jobs are really hard. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and you can also, with that line, because this person, well, this is me, uh, but that person has Saturn going through part of the Gulf off off the co- uh, coast of Texas. So this guy could even, if he were inclined to do that, work on an oil rig down there off Galveston and so on. Mars would give you power then. It Yeah, because it's going to be physically demanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my Mars is not in a physical sign. It's in an air sign. I'm intellectually demanding. Don't ask me to pump something. It's not going to happen. Well, it's a good thing you didn't live on that line because there's not much you, there. <laughs> I avoided like the plague. I knew if I'm anywhere near this part of the country, I'm going to have to work. <laughs> well, but see, and you did. You found your right path. You found what was there. And I'm looking. Is that moon probably is within close to the 100-mile mark from Los Angeles, that moon line? The moon line does apply to Southern California, really it does. So it, it pretty much is equidistant between Los Angeles and San Diego. And I loved San Diego as well, spent a lot of time there and did a lot of conferences there. They had a really burgeoning astrology community. And then I love to go to Baja, I love to go to Tijuana, and I love to go to Ensenada. Let's, uh, just before we leave it here, because a lot of people would want to know, what about the Neptune line? How do you interpret that? I love it. But then again, I am born with the sun conjunct Neptune. So I had to live with that archetype all my life. It's got a negative side, the side of it that's addictive, that's prone to deceit or being deceived. All of those things. And the chameleon. I Look, I'm a born actor of sun conjunct Neptune. I was acting since I was a little kid. Truly. 
Uh, I was the only infant in a house with four couples. I was the only child, and I was like one year old. And these were all Navy medics, and the guys would come home at the end of their day being Navy medics and fix dinner. And then they would put on records, and I would stand up in my crib holding on to it and dance for them, and they would applaud me. This is what I'm told. <laughs> I don't remember this. Early but I thought, I thought, yeah, exactly. I thought, well, no wonder. That's where it comes from. But what it did, Neptune does rule the arts and spirituality and metaphysics and all things kind of otherworldly, especially in the spiritual and even the psychic realms. Uranus does too, but Uranus is an air sign planet. It rules the intellectual part, the electromagnetic fields of the body and the brain. Neptune rules the biochemical fields and the emotional aspects of this kind of business so yeah if i were looking to excel in a field like this certainly living under that neptune moonlight is a place to do it and that's pretty much where i was in southern california but the real thing in los angeles with me was the way it hit my jupiter in my birth chart and it doesn't show up much here but so all those things combined um I, I I intuitively did what I tell people to do if they can find their bliss, whatever that thing is that they love to do. And it doesn't matter how old you are, really. Uh, even if you've worked, uh, you know, in a, a good, steady job, you have a pension, now you're retiring. If there was something you loved to do when you were a little boy or a little girl, loved an interest of yours, pick it back up. See where it takes you. Follow your bliss a little bit. I did this at 20. And believe me, at 20, you never think you're going to fail. It doesn't occur to you. But and it's harder, I think, the older you get to start off anew. But nonetheless, that idea of following your bliss, if you do that, I think it works out. You may not be a millionaire, but you will be secure. And nobody can take away your talents. That's yours. And if you can build a life that's based on those and things that you love, it doesn't feel like work. And you will be rewarded for it, and you will tend to be healthier and longer-lived as well. And we wish that for you, for sure. Thank you. What a great way Thank to end you. it up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. What a great place to end that. And these charts that we both mentioned, uh, my chart and his maps, are in the show notes. I love talking about the maps, and I know a lot of you are interested in this. And we have discussed this in several prior episodes. So scan through the whole list and we're getting that podcast problem that I experienced with my other Subconscious Mind Mastery podcast with over 300 episodes. How do you find old episodes? Well, there's not an easy way except to scroll through. So we do have past episodes back there where we've talked about astrocartography at, in other contexts. So I hope you'll find that as well. And also our horrorary class information, the course there is in the show notes along with our YouTube link and Discord link big conversation going on hundreds of people now in our discord channel so go hop over there Kristen lawhead is the ringleader of that and be sure to connect with her and a great crew and team on the fun astrology discord channel the link to that is in the show notes but it's also at the top of the funastrology.com website all right thank you guys we'll see you in the next episode on the old soul new soul astrology podcast with robert glasscock 